This is episode 203, how I decide whether to use a new tool for my work. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 203. As always, it is a pleasure to have you listening today. Really do appreciate you tuning in. I know how valuable your time is, so thank you for listening to this episode. And I want to start off with a couple of updates just on what's going on over here in this end of the world. And uh, as of midnight last night, so basically this morning, um, early in the morning, we went into a level three lockdown here in Auckland. Uh, we had a couple of community cases here, and uh, unfortunately, the well, fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, the call was made that Auckland would go to a level three, which basically means that uh, if you can work from home, you should. Uh, non-essential services kind of need to close, or businesses businesses need to operate um, kind of contactlessly. So you like cafes and restaurants can still operate and do takeaway. Uh, is, is sort of the current situation. So yeah, we're at home for the next three days. That's sort of the current time frame. Uh, the government wants to try and get ahead and do all the contact tracing to try and work out and contact anyone that's potentially been exposed. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We, you know, this happened back in August. Um, we had a little outbreak. They said three days. It got extended to, extended to two weeks. So I think mentally we're kind of prepared for that, but really hope it doesn't come to that. So anyway, that's the current situation here. Um, other quick little update today, um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I saw that Stripe, Stripe is the payment processor that I use to collect credit card payments. Stripe came out with a um, what they call the Stripe Climate um, Program, I guess. And I know that Stripe have been looking at carbon capture technology for a while. Uh, as a business, they want to support carbon capture technology, and you can read up about this on their website and how they give a percentage of their earnings, I believe, to carbon capture projects. But now what they've enabled for merchants is the ability to give a percentage of your uh, revenue to carbon capture causes. And so as of today, if you purchase anything on my website with a credit card, uh, 1% of that payment will go to carbon capture technologies. And uh, I'm only sharing this because um, I just think it's a really good initiative. And if you are a business owner, and if you happen to use Stripe, then definitely think about turning this on. Uh, I was able to set it up on my in my Stripe account within about one minute. Uh, I'm not exaggerating, exaggerating. It was literally a setting, you know, do you want to turn this on? How much do you want to contribute? And that was it. So yeah, I just think that's a super cool initiative. And yeah, like I said, if you're a Stripe user, definitely go ahead and check that out. So on to the episode today, and I want to talk about how I decide whether to use a new tool for my work. And the inspiration for this episode came about because I was recently thinking about switching to Hey. Uh, hey is a an email service by the founders of Basecamp. And I was kind of thinking about, should I make this switch? Should I not? And it just got me thinking in general about the, the thought process behind switching to new tools. Uh, because it seems like every other day there's a new tool coming out that supposedly helps us to get more done and be more efficient. And if we're not careful, you know, that shiny object syndrome tempts us to try these new tools because we feel like that's the answer to better productivity is I need this new tool. Uh, when in reality, the tools that we use really aren't as important as the principles and how we actually use the tool. 
Uh, th that being said, you know, whenever I'm tempted by a new tool or app, I do think through the decision very carefully. Uh, the, the most important tools in my tech stack have basically remained the same since starting my business. Um, little apps that aren't really important can be changed pretty quickly. Uh, for example, I recently started using an app called CleanShot, which is a screen recording app. And um, instead of like Loom and DropShare, which are quite similar, uh, just kind of they bit for some of them, were, you know, a few little issues with these other ones and clean shots been really nice. So little apps like that, pretty simple to switch. But my core apps, like my email, which is Apple Mail, my task manager, which is Asana, and my CRM, which is Pipedrive, I've been using the same for years. And like I said, I was looking at Hey, it got me thinking about this process. And so Basically, I was just doing a cost-benefit analysis to determine whether I should switch. And so here are some of the things that I was thinking about, and you can apply the same philosophy. So firstly, I think about what are the new benefits that I'm going to receive, which I'm not currently getting. Uh, this is the first thing I think about, you know, how is this tool going to help me? And switching because an app looks nice isn't good enough, in my opinion. Uh, yes, design and usability is important, but more than that, what real benefits will I gain by switching that I don't have right now? So for example, looking at Hey, there were some features that really interest me, like they have the ability to screen first-time senders, which looks really interesting. You can add comments to messages. Uh, there's really good privacy around tracking. And it's, it, it's a completely new way of managing email um, with their inbox, their paper trail, and newsletter feed. So some kind of new ideas here. It all looks pretty interesting, pretty exciting, and I'm sure I would get some added benefit of some of these features. But then I was thinking about, well, what would I be losing by moving away from my current tool? And uh, right now I use Apple Mail for my email and I really like the synergy that you get with the Apple ecosystem. Uh, you get great integration with your calendar and contacts. Uh, more than that, it's just fast, it's reliable, it just works really well. I've tried many mail apps in the past. I haven't for years, but um, about, yeah, I guess like five, five years ago, I was trying lots of different mail apps. And I kept going back to Apple Mail. And since then, I've just been like, I'm not going to try anything else. Like Apple Mail is just really good. It's really solid. Um, so there's, you know, some, it, there's a lot keeping me in Apple Mail. I, little things as well, like I have the Apple Watch. Sometimes I can just be triaging mails and archiving thing on my watch, which is quite cool. But the biggest thing that I'd be giving up is my email history. And currently, Hey does not have a way to import your email history to their service. They say it's a fresh start. And I do see there's, there's actually some benefit in that, in having a fresh start. But for me, not having that history is a big turnoff. If anything, it's going to make my email process slower because I'm having to switch between tools from, you know, Hey for sending email and then going back to Apple Mail or a different tool to look up my old threads. That, to me, just seems like a barrier to getting work done. And so that's why, ultimately, I've decided to continue with Apple Mail for now. The benefits of Hey just aren't quite strong enough for me to switch right now. Maybe that will change in the future. Uh, I'm also very happy with my current email process, and I'm not drowning in email, I'm, and so I wouldn't be switching to solve a problem. I'd only be switching for a better process, and right now my existing process is good. It works really well. So besides those few things, I also like to think about how much, will it, um, how much work will it take to switch? because that's an important factor. Uh, so if you've done this cost-benefit analysis and you think, yep, it's worth switching, um, it's then important to think about, well, what does the switching process look like? And a few years ago, I decided to make the switch from MailChimp, which I'd been using at the time for about five or six years, to ConvertKit. This is actually probably one of the biggest migrations I've been through in my business, is switching email providers. And uh, it was uh, this decision was made after MailChimp 
made some changes to their service. Uh, I decided that ConvertKit was a better fit for my business long term. They also had some really cool automation features that really interested me and would give me options that I didn't currently have. Uh, and actually, funnily enough, I've been thinking about this for a while. It took a few years to eventually make this decision. I'd looked at ConvertKit a few times, and every time I'd looked at it, I thought, it's just not worth the effort. You know, there's some cool stuff here, but it's not worth it. Eventually, when MailChimp made some changes to their product, I was like, yeah, now's, now is the right time. So that was a very slow decision in many ways. So when it came time to actually making that switch, I planned out the migration very carefully. Uh, I used a Google Doc to list all of the forms, all of the automated sequences, the groups, the tags in my MailChimp account, and how they would need to be updated for, for ConvertKit, and I basically create like a checklist. And this, just going through that exercise, helped me to get clarity on how much work and how much time is this going to take. Um, with other tools I use, I've set up automated workflows with Zapier. And so switching to a new tool may mean having to rebuild Zaps as well, which adds to, to the, that cost of migrating. So in a way, the more I automate my own systems, the better a new tool has to be to get me to switch because it's going to require more work. So my advice here is to take it slow. You know, the excitement of a new tool can cause us to rush the process. We just want to start using it. But it's worth taking the time to plan the migration and prototype how is your new process going to work in the new tool. You don't want to just make the jump and then realize, oh, it actually doesn't have this core feature that we really need. And then finally, I think it's worth thinking about how can you make the transition easier? Uh, so when migrating to ConvertKit, they offered a complimentary migration service, and this saved me a ton of time. And it was a big contributing factor in my decision because they had somebody who could rebuild the forms, the web, uh, a lot of the automated sequences. I still had to go in and tweak it, and I checked everything they did, um, but a lot of that grunt work was done for me, which was great. And I also signed up to Brennan, Dunn, uh, Brennan Dunn's Mastering ConvertKit course so I could hit the ground running and take advantage of ConvertKit and everything it had to offer. Because ultimately, my motivation to switch uh, was to get better at email marketing, and this course helped me to do just that. And in my own consulting business, helping people with Asana and Pipedrive, I get contacted and approached all the time by people telling me they only use a fraction of the features that these tools offer. And so if you switch to a tool and only use a small percentage of what it can do, is it really worth the hassle of switching? And I didn't want that to be the case. So I thought I'll do this course. I really want to not just switch to a better tool, but I want to get better at using the tool. I want to get better at email marketing as well. And so that's what goes through my mind before switching to a new tool. And this process gives you a sense of why the the core tools that I've used haven't changed because my existing process works really well and for me to switch to a new tool it really that new tool really has to offer a significant improvement to my productivity or to my business that I'm not currently getting to justify the effort the time to to make that transition so what is your thought process behind switching tools? Um, maybe you have like a, a story that you can share. Head on over to my show notes, paulminers.com slash 203, 203. And uh, let me know your thoughts, feedback, and comments in the comments at the bottom of the post. One more time, thank you very much for listening to this episode. And I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. Uh, 
The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP, where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up, is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.